Hey everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Perspectives Podcast, our podcast series brought to you by CDMI Connect. We focus on things like healthcare, innovation, and the ever-evolving digital landscape. We're your hosts, Greg and Scott. Hey everyone, on today's episode, we sat down with Zahara Lassi and Nish Parekh, two of the team members over at IBM Watson. We talked to them about cognitive computing and how this new technology is changing our world, especially for patients. It was a great conversation and we hope you enjoy. Here it is. Hey everyone, we are on location at IBM Watson in New York City. This is the mothership for cognitive computing. Why don't you introduce yourselves to our audience? Awesome. Uh, thank you. So my name is Zahir Elasi. I go by Z. I am the uh, Vice President of Go-To-Market Transformation for Watson Health. Uh, joined IBM about 10 months ago through the acquisition of uh, Merge Healthcare. I've been in uh, healthcare and life sciences my entire career since 1996. Um, and this role uh, in Watson Health brings all my experience together under one roof, including my uh, b- background as a computer scientist. Cool. I didn't know you had a background of computer scientist. Very cool. We're all learning something. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Nish Parekh, and I am part of the Watson Group. Um, I'm responsible for leading our Watson client success team. So basically, my day-to-day is making sure that all of our clients that are using Watson um, are growing their cognitive portfolios. And I have been part of Watson for about three years now. Prior to this role, which we recently launched, um, I was leading the business side of our Watson ecosystem, cool. which is a conglomerate of about 350 different partnerships. Cool. Awesome. So we're excited to dive into cognitive computing and understand what IBM Watson is all about. Now give us an overview of IBM Watson. How about that? Cognitive computing. Talk to us a little bit about that. Sure, I'll start. So, you know, Watson is a brand, but when you break down Watson, it really takes three main components. So one is natural language processing. That's the ability for you and me to have this conversation right now and really understand it. The second piece is machine learning. And that's the ability for a computer to process this conversation that we're having, learn from what we're saying to each other, and then remember it so the next time that we have this conversation, It learns. That's machine learning. And then the third part is what you mentioned is cognitive computing. And that is really the era that we're in today. Um, You know, we started off in the the tabular area with our cell phones and spreadsheets. And now we're moving into this cognitive computing era that really focuses on um, the unstructured type of content that we see out there. So things like for the consumer, Siri, the Amazon, Alexa, um, other things. But I think it's blown up really in the last few years, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the Siri and Alexa definitely play a big role in artificial intelligence. I think the, the dif- differentiating factor for Watson, uh, going back to this unstructured, so that's this concept of kind of getting away from rules and looking at ways of making the daily conversation, the nuances in our language more real. Cognitive computing is not something that started recently. It was actually from the 19, actually 1960s, and it's developed quite a bit from then. Um, you can recall probably our start was, or I guess our commercial start was on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. Um, and the reason you know, Jeopardy came to be, I don't know if you guys know the story, it's actually pretty funny, but it was uh, two of our researchers in IBM, they were, they were sitting at a bar and Jeopardy was on. And they said, you know what, this, this research technology that we have, I say we bring it to Jeopardy and show everyone what it's capable of. So they, they went to the show and it got approved. And so 
what ended up happening is it took seven years to actually train Watson. So again, going back to those three components to make it as strong as it was using all Wikipedia content. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then when they performed on Jeopardy, it was that moment where they realized, oh, my gosh, we can actually do great things with this, not just from a health perspective, but full industries. And that was the turning point of really launching this cognitive computing era within IBM. Right. When you say you're, you're training it, what are some of the things that you're doing to, to train? You're feeding it databases of information or interacting with humans or just other layers of programming? Uh, a great question. Um, so when you're training it, you're basically, you're giving it a set of questions. You're saying, hey, Watson, here are questions and here are its answers. And then Watson is understanding the questions and the answers. So then next time when you ask a question that is different but similar to some of the questions, Watson has to now think and say, how is this similar to some of the questions and answers that I've been trained on? And how is it relatable? And then it gives a response. And so the training aspect comes back where you say, Watson, you're wrong. This is the actual answer. And so it starts to pick up why I was wrong. Is it this adjective? Is it this verb? You know, and, and starts replacing words to figure out how it can continue to get smarter. Right. So where is like uh, cognitive computing going right now? Like, so we're taking all this great data and analytics and, and how are we using it in the real world other than Jeopardy and using it for fun games? Sure. So after Jeopardy, surprisingly enough, we, um, we took on the hardest industry first, which is healthcare. So we, we launched our consumer ability into healthcare. We um, built relationships with MD Anderson and Memorial Sloan Kettering as our first few partnerships and took all of their patient data to figure out how to cure cancer right. um, and how to figure out ways to help patients with different diagnoses they had. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would say, I mean, obviously, it's no surprise that the, the answer to the healthcare challenge you know, is computers. Um, and Watson is perfectly positioned as the world's you know, smartest computer to help address the healthcare challenge. Within Watson Health, which is a new you know, business unit of Watson, um, we are exploring thousands of use cases for how we can utilize Watson to improve uh, patient care and ultimately improve the human condition. Mm. Uh, we're exploring cases on how we can leverage Watson to help match patients to clinical trials. Uh, most patients go unmatched to never find the right clinical trial to ultimately save their life. Mm. Uh, we're helping you know, physicians find the right course of treatment for each and every patient. Okay. Uh, physicians today cannot keep up with all the available data. They can't keep up with all available knowledge. Right. Um, you know, once upon a time in the past, you know, physicians were a single source of truth for everything healthcare, and we trusted you know, our, our providers uh, with any recommendation they gave us. Right. Now, then Google came around. And all of a sudden, we stopped believing our physicians in everything they said. We doubted their recommendations. We right. doubted their prescriptions. Uh, we doubted their you know, treatment plans for us, and we began doing our independent searches. Yeah, well, that's what like all technology is kind of empowering the exactly. patient. Exactly. That's probably what I do. So, yeah. Sounds like everything's just advancing light years from where it was, mm-hmm. what, a decade Correct. year ago? Correct. But now we have a supercomputer that has access to virtually all available knowledge, Mm-hmm. You know, all available data, and even has the ability to build a, a holistic profile of you as a patient, not emitting a single data point, so we can empower your physician to make the right, rec- the right treatment plan for you. Right. So and you now see- we can you know, give that patient confidence again you know, in their provider and the provider system. Mm-hmm. So physicians are interacting directly with IBM Watson, or is it IBM Watson's powering different things that physicians are? So IBM Watson with? is, a, again, it's a supercomputer. And we also have a very, very large data set. Uh, on top of this supercomputer and a data set, uh, the cloud, uh, we have applications. 
and our applications leverage our cognitive abilities and our data to deliver you know, insights uh, and capabilities to our physicians. So one such capability is you know, clinical trial matching. Now, again, our ability to look at a patient and figure out exactly which clinical trial they can be matched to. Now, as simple as that sounds, like I mentioned before, you know, most patients go unmatched to clinical trials. Patients who need clinical trials typically are terminal. One of the things about Watson that we're really trying to do is how do we touch every single patient? How do we touch every single consumer? So you and me, how do we use Watson? And so that's, that's really the goal, right, is to make this as personalized as possible, mm-hmm. which is why we came out with um, the platform, which is our Watson Developer Cloud. And essentially, it's a set of technologies all using Watson that anybody can go on to today and develop with. So we have over 500 different companies ranging from startups, you know, two, two guys and a dog in their garage creating a solution to enterprise, large, large enterprises using this platform to create Watson solutions. Oh, cool. So, so who are some of like the big uh, partnerships you guys are, are working with right now in the healthcare space? Well, just to start off with, we work with the agencies. So Omnicom is obviously one of the ones we're working with. Um, and CDMI connects part right. of Omnicom. There you go. <laughs> so as you guys have clients that are very interested in cognitive and Watson or have just a lot of unstructured data that's going to waste, uh, we empower you with the Watson capabilities so that you can go to your clients and figure out the right solutions and prototypes to build out for them. Outside of that, we have um, actually our largest portfolio is in healthcare. So I think we have about 350 partnerships, and out of that, about 70 of them are in healthcare. Oh wow! Yep, and and some of the you know some of the ones that come to mind right now, you know, ID avatars, they have an amazing 3D imaging called Sophie, where uh, Sophie is able to work with anybody. So it's a mobile application, and it works with children a lot of the times to help them get through their diseases and their course of treatment. And it'll look at you, it'll do facial facial recognition, it'll try to understand how you're feeling and then respond to that in a natural way. Right. We have this you know, amazing cognitive computer, uh, again, arguably the smartest computer in the world. We have the largest data set, healthcare data set available. Um, we will explore many use cases ourselves. We may not explore the best use case. Right. And that might be something that our you know, ecosystem and our partners will come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll extend our capabilities of our cloud um, our computer you know, and our data and let our partners figure out the next best use for uh, IBM Watson Health. Are there people or groups who are nervous about just how powerful <laughs> IBM Watson is and their personal data being shared? Absolutely. I mean, again, I think we're, you know, we're being very, very careful uh, on multiple different fronts. But what we can you know, assure everyone is that data is de-identified. You know, we're not storing data in an identified fashion um, and truly looking at insights from a blinded data. We're looking at population health data. We're comparing populations. We're not looking at individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, we, again, have the, the best infrastructure. Uh, we have a healthcare-specific cloud to make sure we can address you know, patient safety um, you know, and security at the highest levels. Great. Are you asking if people are scared of Watson? Yeah. Or, <laughs> I, mean, I know there are some people who are just scared of computers. Well, I think there's just the population out there is very scared of like privacy and giving up their privacy. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this on all our other episodes of you know social media is just giving up your privacy and how Uberization is giving up your privacy. But well, I think our generation is becoming more and more comfortable with that. Absolutely. Right? But I mean, unlike our parents who you know aren't willing to use their credit cards online, we store all our information <laughs> right. online. Right. People are finally seeing uh, the benefits mm-hmm. way yeah. out. 
are worth it to to share information to get online. Exactly, and even benefits of things like retargeting. Right now, we our generation appreciates retargeting. Yeah. Now, similarly, we're going to appreciate having you know a supercomputer look after us and look after our care right. and make sure that we're receiving the best possible care uh, for every care need we have. Yeah, I would much rather have a super accurate diagnosis. Right. Um, um, being introduced to the right medicines and treatments or or communities as quick as possible. Correct. And I think, you know, back to your, to your question, Nish, um, you know, I think people are scared of Watson. I think you know, physicians are scared of, you know, what Watson Health potentially replacing the physicians. Yeah. That is not our intent. You know, we don't believe nor do we want Watson to ever replace a physician. We want to empower physicians right, by giving them access to more data than they ever had before and give them the ability to, to read tens of thousands of pages you know, per second yeah. and understand, again, all available knowledge, not just knowledge they can read themselves. There's more knowledge out there than anyone a human can read in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Watson Health can do it all in, uh, in, in very short order. So how is uh, IBM Watson Health then changing the relationship between the doctor and the patient? I think it goes back to you know what we talked about earlier, which is you know truly helping patients regain confidence in their physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure um, that physicians truly have access to all available knowledge and have the ability to act on all available data. I think that's that's key. Right. Um, you know, patients obviously now will um, you know will still present in front of a physician like ever before, but now they can trust that that physician has access to all their structured and unstructured data and will not miss a single data point um, you know, in that patient's history. Uh, so it's really empowering that physician you know, and that patient to have a much uh, a stronger relationship, mm-hmm. uh, one, one of confidence uh, and one of accuracy. I'm curious, uh, just like maybe how soon can the average patient in America uh, really experience these benefits of Watson? I guess it's not really blown out across to to everywhere quite yet, but even piloting in certain areas, or is it already out there? Really, I I would disagree. I think it's out there now. I mean, you know, you kind of have to take. There's two different avenues. There's the there's the enterprise avenue where we're working on extremely large data sets. A lot of what Zahir was mentioning, right? It's it's the clinical trial piece of it and figuring out how to take population health in, into play. But then there's just this consumer side of it where it's out there today, right? Like if you look at a lot of these healthcare applications, Curely, we mentioned ID Avatars, mm-hmm. Exos. I mean, all these are health companies, WellTalk, that are using Watson today to basically help people like you and me have that experience right of, of of natural language and figuring out what to do next and not have not have everything being so blockaded of I'm going to ask a question I'm going to get a response that's premeditated mm-hmm. yeah so there are um, again there are systems out there today at major ac- academic medical centers for example where when a patient presents we can automatically match them for that clinical trial that's in production we're selling that actively every single day uh, we also have a oncology advisor uh, Watson for Oncology. Again, we can recommend the right course of treatment for you know patients with with cancer. Um, and the brand has gotten so big that now when we walk around trade shows, we have patients coming up to us and saying, you know, how can I access Watson Health? How can I leverage Watson to find me the right you know protocol, the right yeah. clinical trial to help save me from my condition? So you guys were talking a little about targeting. Can you mm-hmm. talk to us more about how IBM Watson is being used in you know targeted ads? Sure. Um, 
Watson launched Watson Ads about a month ago, <clears throat> and the purpose of it is to really focus on this concept of digital marketing. Digital marketing has been around for quite a bit, and they were looking at ways, how do you enhance it? So the idea is that when you go to a consumer site, um, so the first three that we're launching with is Campbell Soup, Unilever, and GSK Consumer Healthcare. So when you go to these sites, essentially you'll ask a question like, um, you know, what should I have for dinner today? And what it will do is it will understand whether it's you typing it or it's voice, consume it based on who you are. So the ads are cognitive, they're smart, and they're... Exactly, exactly. So, and it'll respond with ads. Wow. So it'll respond and say, you know, why don't you try this Campbell's soup? Um, and, you know, it's rainy out today, so, you know, put some ginger in it or something like that, and then give you recipes all in ad format. Wow. So it becomes very, very conversational. That's awesome. And it's all just by connecting to the to the Watson in the cloud in, exactly instantly it's it's using weather data it's using um, natural language data it's using um, general uh, content uh, ad data that's out there today um, like Wikipedia information and things like that oh, I think the purpose of this is to go from uh, really intent based advertising to actually making it more one on one and interactive and that sounds super practical to me. Like I would maybe wouldn't want to just instantly block those ads. <laughs> and if there's really great value added to my life. And you, know, you can respond to those ads. So if they come back to you and they give you suggestions, you now have the capability to respond to it and say, oh, I'm not interested in that. But, you know, do you have anything with a different flavor? And so then it'll give you another ad. Uh, you see this in, in Amazon Echo. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's a little bit different in that it's not so much focused on the digital marketing piece. But, um, you know, you say, I... I want to order a sweatshirt. It already has a sweatshirt in mind with a specific company, right? That's advertising right. that it'll automatically order for you. So this is taking a natural language spin on it and really using you as an individual to target and have that interaction. Where do you see the future of cognitive computing going? In terms of where it's going, I think it's, it will touch you know, every single aspect of our lives. Um, and even when you look at the, you know, how IBM has expanded the use of Watson, you know, we've gone from retail into weather, into healthcare, you know, into financial markets. I mean, it's, it's truly touching, you know, every single aspect because the world is gathering lots and lots of data. And the question we ask ourselves every day is how do we make sense of all this data? Mm -hmm. How do we der derive insights that can help us ultimately improve the human condition you know, in healthcare um, to leverage that data? Um, so, you know, what we need to do is grow our data sets. Uh, we need to increase the number of use cases that we have. Uh, we need to find a much larger partner footprint mm -hmm. uh, to begin exploring use cases we have not yet thought of. Uh, we will not think of everything ourselves. <laughs> we have to rely on our on our partners. Um, That's how we have IBM. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and ultimately, you know, make Watson disease's worst enemy. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's exactly what we have to get to. Um, and I believe that cognitive computing, you know, will be the single largest contributor to human longevity. You know, we all want to live longer and live healthier lives. And I think cognitive computing has the ability to deliver on that dream. So today in our lifetime, we will see radical change. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. And I'm just going deeper into data. It's such a big word, right? It means it means a lot. It's a lot to understand and digest. If we could break that word down a little bit, there's two types of data. <clears throat> They're structured and unstructured. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So structured data is everything that we know today. So all the analytics, as here was mentioning, is based off of structured data. Um, and that's actually just 20% of the data that's out there. Wow. 80% of the data that's out there today is unstructured. And that is the power of Watson and cognitive computing, mm-hmm. is to leverage that 80%. Mm-hmm. So if you think about all these insights that you're getting today, imagine that those insights are only based on actually 20% of data that's out there. Wow. Right, so that's really the future, and that's what yeah. we're unlocking, and that's what we're really trying to capture and uh, get insights around. So that's like something where it's like the, we only use like a small percentage of our brain. Like if we used all of it, like you would. Exactly. That's a great example. Exactly. Yeah. On a side note, I'm wondering how is Watson within IBM? Is Watson one of the most fastest growing divisions? So you know, Watson, as Jenny would say, uh, is our moonshot. <laughs> uh, as we begin thinking about how do you transform a company of our size. Um, you, you need some very innovative technologies. And again, you know, Watson being um, the world's most powerful and smartest supercomputer, uh, we're building a lot of capability on it. And Watson is by far the future of you know, IBM. Um, IBM will transform into Watson. Wow. Do you, do you think uh, we'll be able to, we, like scientists and doctors, will be able to use IBM Watson to help us find cures and all these diseases that we... We have cancers and all these, uh, like cure them? Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, we haven't touched on all the capabilities of Watson Health, but uh, Watson Health also has a life sciences vertical. Um, and we have tools like Watson, uh, you know, uh, Watson for Discovery, Watson Discovery Advisor, um, you know, helping look at a drug company's portfolios, for example, and help them determine uh, how to optimize their portfolio and focus on the right molecules. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have tools to help accelerate clinical trial timelines. Uh, we have tools to help reduce clinical trial costs, drug development costs. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're exploring you know thousands of use cases uh, right. for Watson mm-hmm. Health. We have partners investing you know tens and hundreds of millions of dollars to explore further uh, use cases. Right. Uh, there's been many many announcements on the you know various large large joint innovation partners that we've announced in the last 12 months. Uh, again, hundreds of millions of dollars combined, uh, investing in. Uh, solving things like patient recruitment for clinical trials, uh, helping optimize drug development timelines, uh, helping optimize portfolios. Um, but absolutely, we'll be focusing on you know, virtually every aspect of the healthcare and life sciences industry. And where we can't do it ourselves, we'll rely on partners. Wow. And speaking of partners, <clears throat> going back to the personalization piece, I mean, I think of companies like, I don't know if you've heard of them, Shrink Yourself. Um, no, literally no. think of a shrink, right? It, right. It's, it's somebody who has maybe mental disorders who can use this application and the application will understand their personality based on uh, their social media. It'll understand their tone as they're talking into the application to say, yeah, are they saying one thing but feeling another to help decipher how the conversation and guide them to be more mentally stable. So right. there's, it's happening today and it's going to continue to happen as we get more and more partners. Oh, wow. Well, I think this... Artificial intelligence innovation uh, on top of the Internet of Things is really transforming and blowing our minds in terms of what tomorrow is going to hold. Yeah, it's almost like the future is here. There's like so many new capabilities. I'm like uh, really excited to see how IBM and IBM Health is kind of uh, pushing the future and pushing the pace of the future. So it's really exciting. Yeah, we're really excited to be here. Do you have any parting thoughts? A couple of things. Before you came into this podcast, what was your impression of Watson? Yeah, I knew that it was a little this ambiguous thing, powering a lot of different factors in, in the everyday for me. But now I can piece it more together. I do put a lot out there on social media and try these different platforms. Mm-hmm. But now I'm excited to see where everything will be growing in leaps and bounds. 
But yeah, I think the technology is just <laughs> awesome. And and there's you know there's you see about this stuff in in movies and mm-hmm. TV, and it's like you know. But this stuff, it, it's real, and mm-hmm. it exists, and it's only improving our lives. And it's not scary, and people shouldn't be afraid of this privacy, but using the, the data and the analytics to really improve our, our life. Exactly, and you can go use it today. Something that we always tell people is Watson is not out of the box. So if there's you know one thing to take away, it's, it's learning. So Watson's like a three-year-old child. And every day you, tr- you train your child to, to become smarter. The problem is, is your child probably remembers about you know, 10 to 15 percent of what you teach it. Imagine having a, you know, a child like Watson who remembers 100 percent of right. what you teach it and it gets smarter and smarter every day and hence the supercomputer that's born. Right. My last parting thought, um, and I'll let Zahir have his, but I, I think the coolest part about today is you or you or any of us could go onto Watson today and use it and mm-hmm. put in, get your own personality traits and your own tone and your own language and <clears throat> figure out what you want to do with it. I got to know from Terminator, is that real? That's all we have to worry about. Skynet. Skynet, we... And the Matrix. I think we're safe. We're safe? All right. We have have a couple robots downstairs we can show you. Uh, I'm good. I'm good for right now. So here, did you have any parting thoughts? I'll just leave it with, um, you know, I've been very highly impressed with how committed IBM is to health. Um, And I think looking back at the last 12 to 14 months and how much we've invested in, in healthcare... Uh, building a you know several thousand person division from the ground up in all fourteen months, acquiring you know billions worth of assets, wow. um, and this is only the start. Um, so truly, when we say you know this is our our moonshot, um, this will be highly successful. Uh, it is already successful. It's already proving benefit. Uh, to the most important stakeholder, which is the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, my dream and hope is that, um, you know, personally and as a team, that we can have a you know, massive impact on the human condition. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, awesome. You guys definitely had an impact on, uh, on me and Greg. So thank yeah. you guys for, uh, for uh, joining us. My eyes are even more wide open of stepping into <laughs> this <laughs> cognitive future. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. So that was our conversation with Zahair and Nish. I want to thank them for joining us today. I also want to give a special shout out to Kim Dunbar, another team member at IBM Watson who helped facilitate this whole thing. Uh, You guys were awesome and we all learned a lot today. Thanks to all of you for listening and joining us for another episode. Be sure to follow CDMI Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know your comments and your thoughts on cognitive computing. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Healthy Perspective podcast. And leave a review. We love uh, your feedback. And with that, we'll see you guys next time.